With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. Today, the Hampton City Council will hold a budget workshop meeting and will discuss fiscal year 2024 projects with Crawford Engineering and will receive a funding request from Main Street Hampton. The Hampton City Council budget workshop meeting is today at 6 p.m. at the Council Chambers. Today, the Clarksville City Council will continue to discuss a water line collapse and will discuss a proposed 28E agreement with the Clarksville School District concerning the ball fields. The Clarksville City Council meets today 6 at 30 p.m. at City Hall. The Rowan City Council today will hold a special meeting and will discuss a request from Summit Carbon Solutions for bulk water access concerning the proposed pipeline and will discuss a resolution that, if passed, would support the Heart of Iowa Housing Trust Fund. The Rowan City Council meets today 5.30 p.m. at the Community Center. Yesterday afternoon, the Hampton Police Department arrested 50-year-old Kenneth Lebetard of Hampton, who was wanted on a Franklin County warrant for a probation violation from the original charge of attempted third-degree burglary. What's billed as a global anti-human trafficking symposium will be held in eastern Iowa tomorrow. The event is being organized by Teresa Davidson, co-founder and CEO of Chains Interrupted. That's an Iowa-based nonprofit that fights human trafficking. Davidson says the conference will be carried live on Zoom and in person at Mercy Medical Center in Cedar Rapids. They'll feature several people who are survivors of the underground crime, which she says is widely underreported. Advocates say Iowa is an attractive state for traffickers, given the wide open spaces and the intersection of major interstates. Davidson encourages Iowans to look within their circle for people who may be vulnerable to this crime. Buying new buses and vans for the state's public transit systems has become harder and more costly. DOT Public Transit Director Kristen Haar says supply chain issues and pandemic-related manufacturing problems caused some bus prices to go up and some contracts to get canceled. She says the DOT worked with the vendors to renegotiate the cost and came up with more than $6 million in extra funding to help. Money that we had left over uh, due to uh, contracts being closed out without having needed all of their previous funding, plus some other funds we had available to uh, provide the transit agencies around the state with some extra money so they wouldn't have to come up with the shortfall all on their own. She says the average cost increase for a van or light-duty bus went up around 25 percent. They're helping 24 of Iowa's transit systems buy 189 vehicles. Har says it can take up to two years to get the new vans and buses delivered, which leads to more travel before one is replaced. Many more miles. Many of these buses that we're talking about and providing funds for are far beyond their useful life, and uh, the transit agencies are really having to uh, work on maintenance to keep these things going. She says transit agencies are not the only ones waiting on vehicles. A lot of these buses use the same chassis as are used for pickup trucks and ambulances and delivery vehicles. So therefore, the vendors are having to compete with all of those other um consumers who want those vehicles also. So we're just in the queue waiting our turn for uh, chassis to build these buses. She cannot say if the problems will continue. We're not really sure if this is going to be um, ongoing, if the prices will remain at these levels or if they'll come back down or if they'll continue to increase. Um, 
we aren't yeah we're not really sure where the where the everything's going to fall at Horner says ridership dropped dramatically during the pandemic and has come back, but is not back to pre-pandemic levels. Wide sections of Iowa were hit with a winter storm last week that dumped up to 10 inches of snow, thanks in part to the La Nina weather pattern that's impacting the climate across the continent. Meteorologist Dennis Tati, director of the USDA's Midwest Climate Hub in Ames, says we've been in La Nina for three straight years now. That's not you know, completely unheard of, but a little bit rare. And, uh, you know, the last couple of years, there have been this idea that, ah, it looks like we may get out of it. Well, this time it really does look like we're probably going to get out of La Nina and start moving towards El Nino. And that usually is a relatively slow process. The La Nina forms when there's a cooling of Pacific Ocean surface temperatures. He says it appears those temps are warming and the La Nina may vanish. It does look like we are starting to weaken relatively quickly, which is not a surprise. But the idea that we could shift very quickly and be in El Nino by, you know, even by next winter would be fairly quick. And some of the projections now have us that we could be in El Nino territory by the end of the growing season. And El Nino occurs when sea surface temperatures rise above normal. Toddy says seeing signs of an El Nino appearing that quickly would be unusual. We do have to look at this with a jaundiced eye, looking at some of these outlooks from that far out, uh, and being able to say, yes, we're going to be there by the end of the growing season. We can't say that with certainty, but certainly I think we, we could consider that we could be in uh, El Nino territory by certainly the fall and maybe even in the end of the growing season. He notes there are concerns in El Nino could add more heat to an already warming climate, which would be bad news for Iowa, most of which remains in very dry or drought conditions. Today's guests on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker program are ARNP Libby Uhlenhop and Dr. Violet Hunter will be discussing their new business known as Cedar Valley Primary Care and Walk-In Clinic in Parkersburg. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker program here's weekdays during the noon hour on KLMJ following the news, weather, and obituaries with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.